Wow, we're back. I took a little break from podcasting. I will do another episode updating you on what I've been up to and some of the things I've been gestating in my life. But this episode is something very, very special. In it, I sit down together with my mentor, Michelle Sine, and my husband, Eric Brief, and we have a conversation about a soul calling we have all said yes to. This is the conversation that I heard a very clear guidance on putting out right now. And there are so many layers woven into it. What we share in this podcast is truly an answered prayer in so many ways. And we go to depths I've never gone on before on any podcast, not just my podcast. I am so grateful that you get to share this sacred space with me. And here are some of the things that we cover. How did a spiritual mentor end up in a financial services business? Why spirituality, taxes, and finances are the same thing? Living in alignment with source in all aspects of your life. Moving beyond the labels of conscious business. Transcending the need to make money. Being a business artist. How Eric was guided to make his business, Spider ERC, a vertically integrated one. Being the invitation in everything you do and letting go of the outcome. Being present for miracles instead of self-evaluation, over-strategizing, overthinking. We share the role that our partnership, our personal relationship, our marriage has played in the success of everything that Eric creates in the world. The importance of feeling grounded from within before moving into action. Your soul being in pure creation without the need to produce and perform. How creating from fear is actually not creation but destruction. Seeing your business as a non-linear being moving through energetic blocks around money and stepping into freedom. And I get real-time coaching on moving past old money stories. This is where I get really vulnerable. I didn't know if I would publish it, but I heard a very clear yes, so I know that it will serve you too. We also cover all things ERC, Employee Retention Credit, which is the business that Eric started a few months ago with Michelle. We talk about who qualifies for it, how Eric and Michelle and I all got called into this unexpectedly, the importance of proper documentation when you file for ERC, if that's something that you or somebody you know may qualify for, what sets apart Spider ERC when it comes to choosing a company to file for ERC with, can you file ERC yourself, why accounting firms choose Spider to send their clients to, and all of the global ripples Spider is producing way beyond ERC, way beyond money, way beyond anything that we can even put our words to. So if some parts of this conversation get into the nitty gritty of ERC, you can skip that. There are so many bits of this sacred space that we shared together that do apply for everybody, even if ERC has nothing to do with you or your life that I really encourage you to stick around with us for the whole duration of this conversation. 
I will make sure to put timestamps into the show notes so that if you want to skip directly into the real-time money coaching, you can do that. Um, Or if you want to DM me on Instagram and ask me about a particular thing that guided you to this conversation, I can let you know how to find it and where to find it. My previous conversation with Michelle, episode 145, and that was before her and I started working together. So there's been so many shifts. My whole life has been turned upside down in so many ways. Yeah, we get into it on the podcast, so I'm not going to give away too much, but that episode 145 with Michelle is something that was published a few years ago, and I still get messages about it all the time, and so does Michelle. So many people say that they listen to it just to tune into the frequency and experience that remembering. So if you haven't listened to that one, I encourage you to go and check it out. And before we get into the conversation, I also wanted to mention that there will be maybe 10 minutes somewhere in the first part of the podcast where there will be a little bit of crackling in Eric's sound, and we got that fixed going forward, so the sound does get a lot better, so stick with us. There are so many gems, especially towards the end of this conversation. Thank you for sharing the sacred space with me. Thank you for tuning in. And may this conversation take you to places you didn't know you wanted to go to. May it expand your heart, expand the possibilities of how Source wants to move through you in this world, and may it remind you of your limitless nature. Before we begin and move into the uninterrupted episode, I want to thank the sponsor of the show, Laird Superfood. I have been on a mission to replace my oat milk obsession with a cleaner alternative. And while I love a homemade nut milk, sometimes it's just too much work. That's why I was so excited when I discovered Laird Superfood Creamer. I've been adding a tablespoon of their vanilla superfood creamer to my matcha, then blending it with a handheld frother, And the result is so creamy and delicious, no milk required. It tastes great with coffee too. The creamer has no sugary syrups, weird oils, or artificial flavors. It's super convenient on the go and has a longer shelf life than a refrigerated creamer or nut milk. The vanilla flavor comes from organic vanilla powder and it is lightly sweetened with coconut sugar. If you prefer an unsweetened version, they have that too. Laird Superfood has a variety of creamer flavors, and all of them are gluten-free, non-GMO verified, keto-friendly, dairy-free, soy-free, and all the good things. Are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to lairdsuperfood.com slash Xenia, that is spelled L-A-I-R-D-S-U-P-E-R-F-O-O-D.com slash K-S-E-N-I-A, and add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use my promo code Xenia, K-S-E-N-I-A, in all lowercase, at checkout to save 15% off your purchase today. This is the first podcast I'm recording in a 
a few months ever since I got pregnant. And it feels so exciting that this first conversation is with two of the people that I love and respect so much. Eric, my husband, and Michelle, my mentor. It's been such a joy to have you both in my life and to witness Michelle and you start working together about a year and a half ago and just all of the explosions and growth and explosive growth that has occurred both for you, Eric, individually in a business way and for us. And now to be co-creating all together, that's just feels next level. So I just want to start by celebrating that. It feels so special to be here now with the two of you. <laughs> it's amazing. And today we're weaving in the context of Spider ERC, which is a new business that Eric started and Michelle, you've been a pillar of. And I've also jumped in a few weeks ago into supporting getting it out there in the most exciting and joyful and beautiful way possible. And the first question that comes into consciousness is how does a spiritual teacher become part of a financial services firm? And I know we're in a lot of ways, labels feel so small when we try to describe what we do or who we are in the world, but technically that's what it is. So Michelle, tell us, how did you end up here? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm sure Eric will have his own answer to this because so many people in business don't even think about their business and a spiritual mentor in the same conversation. And so I'm sure he'll have his own his own um, things to add about this. But for me, it really comes down to how I live my life. And I connect to, to spirits, to guides, to source, and I live my entire life by really checking in if something is in the highest and best for all. Am I meant to do it? Am I meant to do it right now? And it was a full body yes to start this with Eric and to be on this journey with him. And now you're a part of it. And it's so funny how we categorize money or business in one category and soul and spirit and our purpose and destiny, all of those things are, are separated. And it's really time for us to acknowledge the integration of everything. And if you're still living in separate compartments, you're living a much smaller life than you were intended for. So money to me is neutral and it's increments of source. And we can use that for creation or we can use it for destruction. And specifically spider is a dream come true, honestly, because it's a chance for the world to see that these two things belong together. We are literally, it's, it's a tax credit, you know, and, and that tax credit is meant for everyone who qualifies. And yet the, intricacy of it, how complex it is, eliminates the majority of people accessing it. So for us to be able to create something that allows the people who need it the most, 
who will use it for creation, who will use this money to continue what they're already doing in the world that's beautiful. I just, I can't imagine being, you know, having a better scenario. And what I have found in the wellness industry, in the nonprofit world, in, you know, I work, I love to work with women-owned businesses, you know, all, all these different organizations that are out here doing business in alignment, doing business that's of service to humanity. And, and that can include tremendous success and profit and actually more so than the average business if you're really doing it in alignment. But those people are so passionate about what they're doing, so focused on what they're doing and why they're doing it. They don't have time, nor are they meant to pause that to go study all the intricate rules to access this. So for us to be able to literally knock on their door and or or <laughs> send the email out or 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 have a friend tell them that we are here and deliver these resources to them is proving, you know, the things that I've have taught forever that if you are living in alignment and you are exactly where you're meant to be doing exactly what to you're meant to be doing you are supported and literally we're sending an email email out or a phone call that's like we're here and we'll help you process this and get you this money so that you can continue to do it you're doing it and having the impact that you're meant to have I don't want to drop this mic because it's expensive, but mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One thing I would love to add to that before we hear from you, Eric, is, you know, there's so many labels that I have heard in the entrepreneurial world and the spiritual and the wellness world around mission-driven and ethical and conscious business and all of these things. But it's through working with you, Michelle, that I really feel like I first tapped into the true meaning, like the pure at source meaning of these things. And for me, the big aha revelation there was that it starts within. And whatever is going on within me is going to be imprinted on my offering and everybody who touches anything I put out there. So that work does always start with the things that might seem trivial or small, but in reality could be those deep ancestral programming bits that are important to bring to the surface, burn away, acknowledge, love, dance away. And it's those things that in my experience have been the most impactful and how I express myself in the world and how that ends up being seen and, and touching others and, and also creating business and opportunities to make money. It's so funny when we try to put into words all the different realms we've been moving through with Spider and the other projects that we all have been a part of. And ultimately, I think it's about the frequency behind our words. You you said the opportunity to make money. Mm. And Actually, what you're talking about is then the the transcending that need to make it 
usually we're the ones creating, you know, from self, from brain, from ego, from how the industries are ran, you know, we can, we're powerful, you know, we can make opportunities to make money. But then there's things like this, where the government created this credit, it's basically unaccessible by the average person. And this was dropped into us. We said yes to the invitation. So it's not even a making the money. It's like source said, here, create this and hand this money to people. They don't even have to make it. They already essentially made it by doing what they're meant to be doing by continuing through COVID, by continuing to figure out a way to keep their employees on and to pay them and to sustain what they're meant to be doing out there. By being in alignment, they already created this opportunity for themselves for a source to deliver this money to them. So that's what I love about it is it's not even like a strategy, figure it out, make it happen thing. It's like, People were already doing the right thing, and now we're just helping them access the money that's that's intended for them. What kind of alignment were you tapping into, Eric, when you heard that invitation for Spider to come in? How did you go from artist and digital marketing agency owner to this? And how has it been building something completely from scratch? with Michelle um, in this completely different way where everything is guided by source, by gut? I'm not ready to answer that question to start. <laughs> That's allowed, right? You know, for first of all, for me, um, business has never been about can I make a lot of money or how do I make the most money? I've known for a very long time, you know, since before, since I was a kid that it, you could just, you could be in the finance world and be a banker and you can make a lot of money. And I met a lot of people in that world. And, you know, frankly, it didn't seem like they were particularly more smart than me or less smart or anything like that. It was just a choice that they made. Either they liked finance, financial or they just wanted to make a lot of money. So I knew that that choice was always on the table. So for me, the spider is not about um, the success of spider is not about making money, making them like Michelle was saying, making, and I'm putting quotation marks around there. It's really about what service we can offer people. Literally, how can we be of, how can I be of service to people? And I think finding the access point was key. I knew about the employer retention tax credit more than six months before I actually even started anything to do with Spider at all. I, I've heard about it. And I was like, wow, this sounds incredible. I'd love to be involved in it somehow, but I have no access point. I don't see anything that I can contribute to this. So if, if I don't feel like there's any pull in that sense, like what can I uniquely offer? How, how are my skills or passions directly creating an access point for me to offer unique value? to the people who need to be served in this industry. If I don't feel that, then there's really, there's no way for me to get in. There's no access point. It, I don't feel the pull. But, you know, I kept on hearing about this. And then at some point the message came in, which was, 
hey, you're, you're hearing about this opportunity because this is actually an opportunity for you. And it doesn't have to be right now. Just sit and God will show you the time if it still is aligned at some point in the future. And so that's exactly what happened. So I did sit tight. To answer the question that you asked about the financial services piece, like how does an artist or I think for me, the biggest lesson, or I don't say lesson, the biggest thing I've discovered in, in Spider is I've, I've, I've been an entrepreneur for a while. I've, I've actually recently sold my marketing business. So what I've learned is that every business or every endeavor, you learn some really cool lessons and you learn, I've discovered, I've learned lessons. And the thing about Spider that I've learned is that I'm not an artist that makes things uh, just, you know, that you can hold in your hand, but I'm, I'm a business artist too. And the same vision that has me be able to see the work in my mind's eye before there's anything that's in the real world. I started seeing that with Spider. Because what happened is that in the business of marketing that I was in before, right, lead generation for small businesses, I've talked to thousands of small businesses and I've worked with, uh, you know, hundreds and over 700 small businesses, like with directly making deals. And when it comes to marketing, I never felt like I was able to offer a service that was uniquely had my signature on it. There's always something else that was involved. I didn't feel like anything was completely, I don't want to say completely mine, but was completely designed by me in the sense that uh, if somebody came in when I was making a piece of art and said, oh yeah, you're going to do it like this now. I wouldn't feel like it was, you know, it's less exciting to make, to make a piece of artwork in which I feel like I'm not the person who's the, the creator. So for, for me, Spider has been amazing because I've come in from the very beginning, I had this vision, and now I've, you know, with the, the help of the people that I trust, I've been able to have the strength to bring that vision of what we want to offer people. And like what Michelle said before is that the fact that someone would ask this question, like how does a quote unquote artist get involved in the financial services world is if we're looking at ourselves as a title or profession or a thing we're good at, then we'll never get outside of that. So it's like chicken and egg question. For me, that question itself is the reason and the breakthrough of Spider, which is that everybody's involved in the financial services world because everybody pays taxes. Um, or if you don't, probably at some point that's going to come around and bite you in the behind. But so this thing, this tax credit is that everybody who owns a small business that pays employees, they have, they're entitled to this, right? But the thing is the access that the average person has to any kind of legal, moral, ethical um, tax stuff, or breaks or opportunities is, is close to zero, right? The, and traditionally, the people that have access to the biggest secrets or the biggest opportunities, there's a small elite group of people in the financial services. And so Spider's you know, goal is to get every single business, whether it's a nonprofit or a mission-driven company or anybody, it doesn't have to be somebody who's, um, you know, like I started this business because I have this deep spiritual, you know, everyone does their business. 
that is their life. That is the thing that they put so much energy and time into. And essentially, the government is rewarding people for doing that. They said, hey, if you paid people during this time, we're going to give you some of that money back because you really stepped up at a hard time. And we want to get people that money. What I found is that I used to be in a business of marketing. And that business of marketing was, hey, why don't you give me some money? I'm really great. And in six months, let's check back in to see if you made any money. And I, you know, I, I liked doing that because I thought we, my company was going to do a great job. And we did so often. But the conversation is so different with Spider. It's like, hey, you actually don't need to give us anything. Let us see and check in on what this opportunity is for you. If you like what we find and that there's an opportunity for you, we're an invitation for you to go ahead and get that credit with us. And that's the big thing here is they make no investment other than their time, of course. We give them this opportunity. And in the end, they come back to us and say, yeah, we took this opportunity. And we're essentially... I mean, I'm the bearer of good news professionally. I'm like, hey, yes, you got this much money that you didn't know was coming to you that was essentially free from the government. Like, it's an insane value proposition. And it feels so good to do this because I know for a fact that these people would not get this money anyway. I mean, I'm literally every day get to tell people, oh, you're getting 50,000, you're getting a quarter million dollars, you're getting a million dollars. And it's like flabbergasting. That's the right word. To put like a little bit of a bow on that intro there, what I'd say is one of the most important things about Spider is the people that's involved, the energy that's involved, the mission and the intention. It, that has been the most awesome part of what we're doing is I found that being the business artist, right? The artistry, the creativity is not limited to one medium, right? I've always been somebody that has done like painting and drawing and sculpture and clay and all that stuff. This is just another medium. And it's just a different set of skills to learn. I remember when I was doing glass blowing, like it was so hot. <laughs> you know, you're always protecting your arms from the heat and there's different tools that you use, but ultimately it's still that same process of being completely in the moment and connecting to that divine creativity. And that's every art for me. So this is art. This is the first time that I've had a business that is truly a work of art for me. It's just, there's nothing more satisfying than that. And I mean, that coupled with just what we're doing for businesses. And to me, I also like being in an industry in which there's low trust. And I think the world of marketing is a low trust industry because simply there's so many companies out there that cannot get the job done or say they can and they don't. And immediately, like my entire marketing career that started over 10 years ago, the first thing I would always come up against was incredible resistance. People would often say things like, listen, I know you're, you're totally bullshitting me right now, but I'm willing to talk to you for a second. You have a crack in this door that I might let you in. And it's that short period of time that I have to show that person my intention, who I am, what I'm committed to. 
And it had forced me to like laser focus everything and be like, this is who I am. Will you let me in? And that skill that, you know, whether at the beginning it was, you know, cold calling sales, that, that short window helped me, help me see if you can just show that person who you are, they'll open the door and then you can have opportunity for a real conversation and growth. And that one skill has translated, but now it's totally different. Right now I get to sit down with someone and I'm not asking for anything from anybody. I'm meeting someone exactly where they are. And I'm like, Hey, there's an opportunity. This is the opportunity for you. We can help you get there. And it's totally up to you whether or not you'd like to take advantage of this or listen to the rest of the conversation to really hear the opportunity. And to me, that is so awesome. Okay. We're back. We're back. I want to pick up on the word trust. And then I want to hear some of the things that this brought up for you guys. Yeah. I said the word, uh, you know, I've participated in, in businesses that generally have a low trust. What I mean by that is that to me, when I build a business as an artist, I trust that everybody that's involved in this business is going to fulfill on the mission and intention of the business, but is also I trust that they're going to connect into the client or potential client and tune into what their soul is asking, saying, wanting. The most important thing for me in Spider has been the, the mission, the energy of the business. Like, what are we looking to accomplish? What, what is the service we're looking to provide people? Because so much of, of a service in a business isn't the actual thing, whether it's the object or um, the work that's done, but it's the entire experience of the person who is the client in their interaction with the company that they are hiring or they are partnering with. To me, that's the same thing with a, a you know piece of artwork. So much of the artwork is the framing, the finishing, the final like sanding down, if you will, and then how it's displayed and where it's displayed. It's all contextual. So that's a big piece of, of spider is like the systems are huge. How do we interact with our clients? Because this whole business, like I said earlier, was started as an invitation, kept on hearing about this opportunity. I said, where's my entry point? And what happened was as I'm somebody who's, like I said, operated a marketing company. And I even have um, a lead generation business. That's what it is essentially is sometimes you can serve up a business and opportunity. That's really what a, a lead is. You can serve up that opportunity, but are you serving it up in a way that a business could integrate into their system, capitalize on it? Is it a way that works? And what I found was that there are people who are generating leads for the employer retention credit but those people were mostly in the marketing business. And then the people that were processing those credits were in the accounting business. And there was no way for them to connect and provide a good experience for the business owner that was interested in claiming this credit. And so I tried to be a broker, for lack of a better word, um, you know, to be an intermediary and say, oh, let me connect you with this and let me set up this opportunity in such a way from a technological sales, logistical standpoint so that the accounting company could, you know, provide the service. 
But what ended up happening was that it became impossible. And I learned, like learned very, very quickly that this is a service, the employer retention credit and getting it, it is something that needs to be vertically integrated. From the very moment that someone learns about this and does an inquiry, they need to be talking to someone who can confidently usher them through the entire process, tell them about the company, create the trust, say, I'm going to give you to this other person at the company who is going to take care of you. And at every single point in the process, painting the vision for what's next, that's so, so vital. And what we found is that I was like, I can do this. <laughs> you know, for me, it was like, you're going to, okay, so you're going to run a financial services company. You're not a CPA, you're not an attorney. And then the thought came to me is like, well, I don't need to be an attorney or a CPA. There are other people who have those roles. I'm the artist. And you know what? I'm really good at learning new things. So I'd say, uh, I'd say I know these rules about as good as anybody else. So for me, it's really just about putting the right people together and inviting people into the energy of this business. And it's really not, and we invite people into the energy. We're inviting them as employees. We're inviting them as strategic partners. We're inviting them as clients. And what we found is that when people are ready to take that leap and say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to get this money. By the way, it's not what you would think. Not everybody who's offered, you know, a quarter million dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. Not everybody is like, oh, let me just do everything I can to get this running through smoothly. Not everybody is ready to step up to the plate and get that next thing that they say that they want. And you know what? It's totally fine. In past businesses, I, I used to be like, oh man, why won't this person just do what's best for them? And that's the thing is I was under this false impression that I knew what was best for someone. Now, Spider is just about like, hey, here's the hand. Here's the opportunity. Go ahead and take a step forward and leap if you like. And if you don't, I completely get it. We'll be here. And I wish you the absolute best. Wow, there's so many things that you shared in that, Eric. And the trust piece for me was a big part of this as well. Um, being an intuitive and a consultant and a mentor, the trust is is something that is typically not there. People don't understand intuitive arts. They don't understand that they actually ha have been using their intuition, that they also have access. And for me, one of the reasons that this was such a powerful yes to create this together was that so many people, um, it almost feels too good to be true that this tax credit's available, there's no catches, there's no... and what we found really is that there's a lot of predators in this area. And that was one of the things that motivated me because, you know, the most vulnerable businesses have to make the biggest leap with trust and believing that this is true and believing this is possible. And it, to me, it was really important that we are out there so that they don't end up with a company whose intentions are very different and who didn't bring those strategic partners in who knew everything inside and out, 
who provided them the proper documentation should they ever need it, who made sure not only to process, but was there for them after it's processed. And if any questions come up and I didn't want that last little bit of hope, that last little bit of trust that, you know, so many companies were, are, are pretty tired at the end of COVID. They've been through a lot to make it all the way through and to care for their people. And I, I didn't want the most vulnerable to end up with companies that don't care about them at all. And I found that, you know, when we researched this and we looked at it, often the smaller companies, you know, most ERC companies won't even bother with them. So once again, we have this, this system that only the, the small group of people actually have access to get this credit and the ones that need it the most and the ones that went out on the line the most for their people have no ability to access it because even the companies that are doing this won't do their claim for them. So many of the companies only want those big claims, the big fish, or if they do accept them, they give them no care and, and no um, commitment. So that was the trust thing was huge for me on this in, in caring for that, that last bit of hope, that last bit of trust that some of these companies have and making sure that we reinstate that there's those out here that are doing business in a way that's in alignment that truly is from the love and care and service for all rather than just individual gains. And something huge that I learned in the process of being part of Spider, and both of you have already pointed to it, this idea of our job is to be the invitation. And Michelle, you keep inviting me into this, and it's been so profoundly impactful for everything I do in my life. Same with every post on social media, What you that blueprint you invited me into, which is, am I meant to share this? And then if I do... What ends up happening to it next is none of my business and not a measure of success. And same with this. Whenever I wake up, typically I get these downloads either in bodywork sessions or when I'm going to bed or just waking up, I'll get like a whole download of people to reach out to or businesses to reach out to, to tell them about ERC. And then my job is to be the invitation to let them know about this, let them know that we're here and what they do with it is not up to me. I just have to be in this. And I am in this knowing that whatever the seed that I am planting is, however it sprouts, is not up to me. And I don't know what the highest and best for them is. And maybe they're not in the place where they're ready to step into this kind of receiving because it does sound kind of too good to be true, which is how I felt when I met you, Eric. Like <laughs> for weeks, I was in disbelief. I'm like, am I dreaming? Is this real? Like up to every little thing, there was just you were what I was praying for. And it took me years of expanding into be able to believe that it's real. So another aspect of this being the invitation and, and surrendering the outcome is extending the invitation and continuing to listen and continue to implement. And Michelle, when you and I were last talking about this, there were these hummingbirds that kept flying right in front of me. 
and it was first one and then it was two mm-hmm. and they kept flying and sitting in a bush right in front of me and looking at me and checking me out and i was just in this full body awe and aliveness and i was like this is amazing this is the most amazing thing that could possibly happen to me and so being present for these miracles versus i think how the old version of me would be more focused on like what's the follow up what are they going to say what they think about me did i do it well like removing all of the layers of self-evaluation, other evaluation, being in the miracle, being in the yes, being in the invitation and surrendering everything else. And I think that being in the DNA of Spider is a major reason why it's been such a wild success so quickly. Yeah, you both have spoke to something that is an absolute pivotal pillar in this as far as me being involved is I could only be involved with this if you're letting go of the outcome, if you're honoring and being respectful of people's divine timing. You know, it's something, Eric, that you've really embodied that I think is so rare these days. It it can be a little mind-boggling when you're literally able to hand somebody a quarter of a million dollars and all they need to do is hand over the rest of their W-2s and they're not doing it. And it's so easy at that point for someone to go into judgment of that person. And that's not our place because, you know, with intuition, you can tap into something, you can hear it, you can share it if it's aligned to share it. But we can never know someone else's divine timing and if they're ready to receive. And both of you are so committed to letting go of the outcome and truly trusting that each person is on their journey. And if they're they're ready to say yes, if they're ready to receive this support that's beyond what their brain could figure out or understand, if they're ready to receive this kind of money, that was absolutely key for me to be involved with this is to have that invitation be clean. And it's not clean if you have an opinion about what someone does or doesn't do. And and that's what feels so good for me with with Spider is that, you know, Kiseni, you had to work through a lot of things before you were a full yes. You had to really understand why a tax credit and this kind of business ERC thing would even go together with wellness and your personal soul journey and and you as an invitation. And that's why you're such a perfect person to bring this invitation because you work through that yourself. And it's been beautiful. And for me also, you know, another reason why I'm so passionate about this is you know, I have a company, Legacy Cacao, and it's it's a passion project. It's it it's really a conversation about how to do business differently, especially with indigenous communities. And through COVID, my wife and I personally used our savings to continue to order the same at the same rate we were always ordering. Because when we created those relationships, there's there were people, families that it's life and death. They they put all of their trust and faith in us. They 
graciously are sharing their traditions, the best cacao in the world. And there's no just, oh, it's COVID, sorry, everything shut down, and you just cut them off. You cannot do that. So we, with all the uncertainty in the world and all the things that were going on, as long as we had savings, as long as we had anything that, that we were in it together with them. And there was no like, we're going to care for our family and oh well for them. We absolutely made sure we honored everything with them and continued those resources down there, which really, it, it really was life and death at times. So it was something we did. It was not, you know, there's so many things with legacy that we don't announce. We don't, you know, oh, we built this or we bought this land back or whatever. We don't announce that. We don't put it on our website. We don't do it from a performative place. We do it because that's what we're guided to do. It's the right thing to do. And though we don't qualify in the way that other companies qualify, you know, because those people are are down in Guatemala, um, the the beautiful the beautiful souls who make that possible. Um, it it made me really really connect to the fact that there are so many companies that did the same thing right here in the U.S. that dug in and and made sure they took care of their people no matter what they had to do. And I want to make sure those people get their credit. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I'm called to share about um, the most important part about um, the building of Spider and like the secret ingredient that makes it moving and evolving towards the highest good because it's not a static company or energy, right? It's literally like we're adapting and moving with all of our people. When there's a change in how the credit, uh, how you check up on whether or not the credit, the money has come through, there's so many things that change and we always realign. And that ability to be fluid and flexible and realign I'm going to have to give the credit to my wife because my ability to give my full attention and creativity every single day would be, I can't possibly see it without you supporting me in all the ways that you support me physically, emotionally, right? Making sure I've eaten, but also making sure I'm listened to. And that you've thought about things for us that now I don't need to think about those things. And I can completely give everything I have to this. Absolutely no way it is what it is without you being there. And for all people, for all people out there, like best thing I've ever done in my entire life is marrying this woman and being with her. Because it has just provided the absolute most awesome relationship, fun, and like creativity. I've always said is like it's only possible when that like root chakra 
is at peace. The second chakra, the third chakra, like you don't have that settledness. My experience is that it's so hard to step into the truth and go out on the skinniest of branches and stand for that. And for me, that support from you, Ksush, is, I mean, I don't even think twice about doing or saying what needs to be said. That's from my truth. I don't think like, hey, this is, if this needs to be said, if this needs to be done, I'm doing it. Like, I just don't have fear. And I, I got to give you so much credit for that. And Michelle, I'm giving you a ton of credit for that too. Because the, a machine is a great machine, <laughs> but it's got to be tuned and it's got to be programmed. And the programming and tuning of my, of my, of like, you know, the, I call, let's call it the machine again. It's a pretty bad <laughs> analogy. Tuning of, of how I operate and the programming has just drastically, you know, been upgraded by working with you, Michelle, as my mentor. And the hardware was always there. <laughs> you know, it was always there. But ready to serve. Ready to serve. But I'm just like I the every day I wake up loving what I do. I don't work. I play. <laughs> and if I didn't like what I was doing, I would just stop doing it. And that's what this thing about like people are like, oh well, you sold that company. Like, why don't you take a year off? Like, to do what? <laughs> like, take a year off so I could not be me for a year? Like, I get so much, so much fulfillment of my soul's purpose and satisfaction and give love by doing what I'm doing in Spider. And essentially, like, this company is set up for people I, kn like, know, love to actually be a part of that and expand it. Well, you said something really important there. And it's something that I noticed with the, both of you in your growth. The bottom line is if you're creating, but you're creating from fear, so you have fear that's motivating your actions, you're actually not creating if you're, you're in an act of destruction. So, Again, with, with business, you were talking about conscious business, Ksenia. It's not conscious and it's not creating if you're destroying things to make it possible. If you're destroying your personal life, if you're destroying peace, if you're destroying the land, if you're, you know, creation doesn't include destruction. And so releasing the fear, even the fear of, of needing to be successful or whatever that, you know, all those things that drive us. And when you shift into truly being committed to just listening to your gut, listening to your intuition and being exactly where you're meant to be and then doing what you're meant to be doing, that's a whole different energy. And I've watched both of you shift into it, though there was all these good intentions in what you were doing before. There was also still some threads of fear. And now spider is something that is, 
spider and, and all the things, you know, Ksenia, that, that is moving through you in pure creation now, that's not rooted in any aspect on feeling like you need to produce or you need to perform in a certain way or you need to meet somebody's expectations, you know, or not wanting to disappoint or any of those things. Those flavors are not in anything that either of you are creating now. So it truly is pure creation. And and that's what I love to see is each soul being an artist in that way that's truly allowing creation all the way through without any of these flavors getting woven into it. And for me, that's why spider is so much fun is where the living, breathing invitation of this far beyond tax credits and all of those things. It's truly that invitation uh, for people to trust themselves, to know they're supported, to receive help, to receive care, and to receive money, receive resources for who they are and what they're doing in the world. I keep hearing this thing and this concept of being yourself, be yourself, and source will provide and God will provide. And the fact that this now also is moving in to people's lives and businesses, even through the government, a structure that you would think is so old school and old world, to me is just a massive proof that it's not a fairy tale. And I know it's been real in my life. And now more and more people can get that beautiful support and confirmation and love. Well, that's the fun part, right? They created this not anticipating us <laughs> and not anticipating the wellness industry and not anticipating the nonprofits and not anticipating that we're here and we will access it too. They were counting on us not doing that. And surprise, the world is shifting and we're all integrating and we're saying yes to abundance and yes to wealth and yes to prosperity through alignment. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if the rules and the obstacles and the misinformation and the difficulty of getting the employer retention credit were not there, then there really wouldn't be a service for Spider to provide. But the thing is, this whole thing has been set up in such a way. It's been you know slapped together, whether it's intentional or unintentional, when the laws were passed in Congress to make this thing uh, a real. Yeah, I mean, if the government, IRS, whatever, you know, all the people in Congress, whatever the legislation that was passed, if it were easy to get this, if the rules were clear, then there would be no need for spider. But the reality is one of the parts that's most exciting about this is that most people think that they actually do not qualify. And they've been told by people they know, like, and trust who they absolutely should continue to know, like, and trust that, you know, that they don't qualify. Except the thing is, is like, this is really separate from, it's a peripheral thing than anything that already exists, any of the rules or any of this is like a, you know, people say once in a lifetime opportunity, which sounds quite cheesy. This is a a once in a country lifetime opportunity because pretty much the government is saying like, Hey, if you paid people, I'm going to give you 
almost 70% of the wages you paid to employees back as a credit, which is like mind blowing. So Spider is literally here to have those conversations with people that think they might not qualify, but that's the cool part is, hey, I don't think I qualify, but I'm open to having a conversation anyway, because I'd like to. And you know what? I want to get clarity around this. And I think I do, or I think I don't, whatever it is, let's talk for five or 10 minutes. And we'll, and you know, my, I'm like, Hey, let's, this makes sense for us to continue our, Hey, no, this is, you know, you're probably not going to get anything over here. And I don't, you know, there's no point in spending any more time on this. And it's really that process of discovering with someone else. That's so exciting. And you know, what's better than when you find something that you didn't know you were able to get before, right? It's one thing if you maybe make a hundred bucks somehow, but if you find an hundred dollar bill on the street, oh my God, how exciting is that, right? An extra hundred dollars on a paycheck, let's say, might sound cool, but finding a $100 bill on the floor is next level. I know Xenia <laughs> loves finding that stuff. She's excited about finding a quarter on the floor. She just loves that. So this idea of this found money for people is really fun. And, and that's part of the piece here is that like there's a level of belief and trust that happens when someone's like, hey, other people told me I didn't qualify for this, but Eric, I trust you that you'll be able to advise me on this also. That means a lot that people will give us that opportunity to have a conversation with them. And, you know, the truth is, is that I don't blame anybody who thinks they don't qualify or any professionals that told them they didn't, because this whole thing is set up pretty backwards. I'm going to tell you the rules do not make sense and they usually end up favoring everybody, but there are situations in which people 100%, according to the spirit of the law should absolutely be getting money back in this credit, but they can't because the rules themselves don't allow them to get the credit. And then there are businesses that seemingly, um, you know, oh, I wasn't impacted at all. They think that. But when we look at the actual rules, they're eligible for an insane amount of money and there's no stretching required at all of the truth. As long as people come bring the truth, they'll get the right credit that's for them if they get one. And that's the part that I freaking love. I'm almost always giving the good news and almost never giving the bad news. But obviously sometimes you got to give the news to people like, Hey, there's no credit for you. Happens pretty rarely. Nine out of 10 plus businesses do qualify at least for something, but that there's nothing more awesome than that. When I tell someone um, like, Hey, yeah, there's actually a pretty big credit for you. It's like, Oh my God. Awesome. I didn't know if I qualify. I just, you know, I, I know you're doing this. So I just wanted to ask you. One of the other things that I love about this, um, the business is that, you know, our mission is that I want every business, every nonprofit, every organization that's eligible for this credit to get that credit if they want it for themselves. Because, you know, I mean, it's just so funny. There is like 30 to 30 minutes to one hour that they will need to invest into exporting documents from their payroll or accounting software. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but um, it means you have to go into an area of finances and a lot of people don't want to look there. And it's that courage in looking there that allows them access to that treasure 
if you've ever read the book, The Alchemist, right? Where was that treasure located? I don't want to give it away, but I'm giving it away. It was under, it was under his nose the entire time, but had to go on a little journey to look, right? Journey isn't as long as that journey in that book, <laughs> right? But that journey could just be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to look at this. I haven't looked at it. Or I'm going to ask this person who handles this for me to pull this for me. So the that cool thing is that we actually do not turn away any business that is eligible from getting um, this credit. So we'll help. We've helped businesses as small as having one employee that is not themselves or a family member because that's the criteria. Um, and we help them get that credit. And that credit has been anywhere between like eighteen and $20,000. And when we get someone a credit like that, we sometimes either make $0 or very little. But I don't see this as a linear business. So we've helped that person. And then maybe other businesses that they refer, other businesses we've helped can actually support that person being able to get the credit. Because you know, when we've recently gotten a credit for um, a single mom with a business, and I believe she got approximately $26,000. And for her, I know for a fact that that was considerably more life-changing than another business that got $1 million, like 100%. Like that $1 million was awesome. They love it, but their, their life won't change because they got it. But that small business owner, right? I just spoke to this woman who owns a, a restaurant in, um, in Nevada and she had to close the restaurant down and she kept on paying employees because she's like, these people rely on me. I can't lose them for, for the future of my business and my customers, but I can't let them have no net. I'm there now. I'm responsible for this person. They're my you know, employee slash business family. And so she continued to pay people. And then, you know, she ended up getting rid of the business at some point. Um, but that credit that she is now eligible for, she's getting about $90,000. Um, that's a game changer because she incurred debt. She incurred difficulty to actually continue to pay those people. And that money will make things right for her. In fact, it's that like karma that comes back around for her, which is awesome. Is that, hey, I paid these people money. I went on a limb and now I'm going to get paid back for that. And um, you know, this is like, maybe this is the most political part of this is like, hey, government typically uh, takes money from you without asking. <laughs> um, and, you know, you're required to give that money. And now this is an opportunity for you to get money back. And when I say you, I mean you, somebody who's been paying taxes and paying employees and contributing to the economy. Now you're actually going to get a pretty good break because you stepped up big time and worked together to help keep the country going when shit hit the proverbial fan. So whether you think you do qualify, you were hurt by COVID or not, you did something really important by continuing to pay people. And there is a reward for you for doing that. You know, for me, the turning point for being called to step into the business was being in the presence of you being on an ARC qualification calls with people. And the space that you hold, no matter what their chances are for being qualified, no matter how big the credit might be, holding the space for all the discomfort that talking about money and business might bring up for them, the discomfort of 
potentially receiving an unexpected big amount of money and work with a company that they've never worked with before. You know, it takes trust to like open up your books and open up that window into the soul of your business and the way that you hold it with such gratitude and reverence and trust. And it's this container of like what I'm visualizing is like this vase. It's like you hold a container where everything is welcome, all concerns, all fears, all emotions. And to me, that is one of the most beautiful parts of the whole company and why I love being part of it and why I think people love working with you too. And so um, before we wrap up, what is our invitation for people who might either think they qualify themselves with their business or maybe, you know, somebody else who might qualify? Well, my invitation is that you give yourself a fair shot at an opportunity to see if this thing is for you, whether it is that you qualify for this credit or you don't, whether it is that you find out that maybe you do qualify and you don't want to get it for some reason. I don't know why that might be the case, but I, we respect it. But the thing is, is there's a lot of peace of mind that's involved in getting clarity around whether or not you can get this, right? That's the key thing is that you could, if you're wondering and you have in the back of your mind, does this apply to me? It doesn't take that long. It's pretty easy, about five minutes, 10 minute conversation to figure out whether or not this is for you. And then once you figure that out, then you could decide what to do next. It's just a step-by-step process. So realistically, my invitation is that you figure out, did I have employees in 2020 and 2021 that were on my payroll and I continued to pay them money throughout Q2 2020 through the end of Q3 2021? You paid people during that time that were not family members and that were not you, you're probably going to get some credit. And I invite you to know because you can get clarity on, hey, I can get this or hey, I can't. Either way is good, but you won't ever be left wondering when the window does close, which is not tomorrow or next month but you'll get clarity on whether or not you could have gotten that because once you don't, once the, you know, once the door is closed, there's no getting the credit anymore. The door is closed in 2025. The door closes for 2020 in April 14th, 2024. The door closes for the 2021 money on April 15th, 2025. Now I'm certainly not here to say that like this is going away sooner or that there's any sort of like fear around things changing, but I will say that just, we have no idea what will happen. There's a lot of money that was earmarked for this program and and there's no evidence that it's going to run out. But the only thing I do know is that it's just taking people longer and longer time to get their money because more people are discovering this. Um, Although still, I believe it is less than 8% of businesses who qualify have actually applied for this thing. And um, I mean, they're, if there's one thing I could probably say to people out there is everybody who's gotten this credit has had this life opening or door opening opportunity. 
And it's been some people like, oh, I'm going to retire now because I'm 67 and I just got a quarter million dollars. Why am I going to work two more years? Or people have said, wow, I was going to have to close this business down because I'm upside down underwater. And now not only can I keep it open, but I can hire and expand churches. They're saying, oh, wow, we're finally going to do that renovation on this chapel that we wanted to do. Nonprofit organizations, oh, we're finally going to get the opportunity to launch this program and get the proper funding or hire this person. It is always life-changing. And for businesses that even just started up, even if your business started in the beginning of 2021 in Q2 you could actually get money if your business started after February 15th, 2020. You can even get ERC all the way through the end of 2021. So even if you started like at the end of Q3 or the beginning of Q4, 2021, you could actually still get money for that last quarter, which is really incredible. So really the government is essentially saying like, hey, if you had a business, you kept it going, like here's some money. This is, this is a, this is a, uh, I'm letting you pass go here and collect $200. So definitely, I mean, I'm selfishly, I just want to be the person that all day just calls people up and just tells them how much money they got for the credit. Like I'm actually setting myself up to just be the person who just calls people all day. I'm like, excuse me, ma'am, <laughs> you got a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, thank you, Eric. <laughs> No, what I want to do is just call people up and give them good news all day. And fortunately, we've had the ability to do that. But, you know, I would like to have my calendar booked up more with just those phone calls <laughs> because it's almost like I get to be the guy from Publishers Clearinghouse. I mean, you don't know about this because you didn't grow up in the 90s, but there's like this um, Publishers Clearinghouse. They used to like send you these letters in the mail and like one person, like someone knocked on the door and gave him a check for $10 million. And I remember thinking like how absolutely cool that was that someone like came to your door and was like, here's a big check for doing nothing. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's amazing. So yeah, just want to be Mr. Publishers Clearinghouse. Just a correction. I did grow up in the nineties, just not in America. This has been really fun. It has been. Yeah. And, um, you know, in two years, this ERC thing will be over and there will be no more ERC credits to get for people, but there will still be the company of spider, the people, the energy and the relationships that we've gotten. And I'm just looking forward to supporting everybody and working with everybody in the future, not just the present and, um, having this be the foundation of different ways that we can help businesses forever. Okay, so we're having a second recording session and we've covered so many different aspects of this business, why it was created, how it was woven together. And I just want to get into the nitty gritty of it. I want you, Eric, to summarize for everybody listening who this opportunity is for, who might qualify, and how to take action on it, how to accept this invitation. Who is this opportunity for? So the, the answer is actually everyone. Because the people that we work with at Spider aren't just the businesses that we get this um, amazing tax credit for. The people that we work with at Spider are our employees, the friends and the family, who are impacted by this, and then the strategic partners that we have, 
that refer the businesses they know, love, work with to us as Spider. And then of course, the businesses that are eligible for the employee retention tax credit. Let me be clear. If you're thinking, do I qualify it or I know someone who qualifies, it boils down to literally just one thing. I guess this is two things. If you had employees on payroll, W-2 employees from Q2 2020 through Q3 2021, Another way of looking at it, if you paid employees in 2020 and 2021, then you are 95 plus percent qualified for some credit. This is for literally any business, any organization, nonprofit, religious, atheist, whatever, anybody it's even for schools there's actually charter schools can get this hospitals that even have state funding obviously got to be in the united states because this is a united states irs tax credit thing if you're listening to this podcast and you're familiar with the concept of erc the employee retention tax credit or ertc people also refer to it same thing then you've probably heard things like oh you need to have had a decline in revenue or, oh, I I made more money or I didn't lose money this year over that year. Myth. That is not a requirement for qualifying for the employee retention credit. There are about 10 other things that qualify you for getting some partial all credit under the provision of if your business had a partial suspension of business operations, which could mean a ton of different things. Anything from having a supply chain issues, not getting the equipment, uh, products, whatever it is that you need, um, needing to sanitize and clean in between different customers or in a warehouse conditions, needing to have social distancing of a certain amount and your physical space couldn't actually accommodate that or your local government mandating that the maximum occupancy for your office, your warehouse, your manufacturing facility, whatever it is, has a max capacity of 50, 80, 75, whatever it is. Things changed all the time. Part of that is us helping, you know, and doing the research for that. But any of those things, plus a lot more, could qualify you for this. The rules behind ERC, what are the rules? How many times can I say the word rules? (laughs) So these rules are pretty crazy. They're pretty intense. And I can tell you that for every rule, there's three exceptions to that rule. And then another rule that makes those three exceptions invalid if condition A is met or not met. So they're very, uh, they're complex and you know, annoying might not be the right word for us. It isn't, but for the average person, it would be. And so the idea here is that some of them are just crazy. Um, But my favorite bit of insanity in these rules is this provision called the recovery startup business. So this, you definitely want to listen up with this because it's fascinating and lucrative probably for you, which is if you opened up a business after February 15th, 2020, you can get ERC all the way through that entire period, but there's a special provision for you in Q3 and Q4 2021 that allows you to get money 
for no reason. You don't have to have a suspension of business operations. You don't have to have any kind of actual impact or anything. There's nothing to show or prove you get that money just for starting a business and paying employees. And that is just outrageous. We've seen businesses get like $100,000. They just started the year before, right? In like November, 2020, they get $100,000 just from Q3 and Q4, 2021. Mind blowing. So we've spoken a lot about the energetics of how Spider was built, how it works. And I'd love to get into the practical side. What is the difference between Spider ERC and other companies that offer that service? Oh, oops, I'm leaning against this thing. Oh, man. Well, I think the whole business started in the first place because I saw how disconnected this entire business was. As I've gotten older in life, one of the things I've noticed that the service that is provided, the customer service, is more important than the actual service that I am actually getting. So whether it's somebody coming to fix my HVAC or whether it is a doctor or whatever it may be, or a product that I'm buying online, it's really the service, the experience of going to get, getting, and then what happens after, and especially also the, the experience of paying. That is huge for me, just absolutely gigantic. And so I noticed that that just didn't exist in the world of ERC. The thing is, is businesses don't need to be great when there is no competition and you're the only guy on the block. But as time has gone on, uh, it, ERC went from someone like, hey, could you do ERC for me? To people actually getting a chance to choose who they want to use because they know that it's a thing out there. So I knew from the very beginning that there's nobody that's actually offering good service. That was a speculation based on how I'd seen the business from the outside. But once I started talking to different businesses who were interested, I found that all of them had at least thought about this at some point. They thought about it and asked their accountant and the accountant said, I don't know or no. They had looked at other companies who were doing this and they charged either an absurd amount of money or said, hey, yeah, go ahead. And they sent, asked them to send their paperwork and then didn't even talk to them for eight weeks after. It was just insane. So I made it our mission to provide an awesome customer service experience. And mostly because I can't stand in life when I get a bad customer service experience because I don't think it's that much more difficult to get an incredible one. I really think it's just intentionality and design that's involved. So that's the big thing about Spider is we want to provide this experience for you. And we want it to be one fun, right? The best part is when we get to say, hey, you got money. Um, but we want you to have a, a good time. We want it to be relatively effortless for you. Our goal is to have this whole process take less than one hour of our client's time. And then we also want to make sure that this is a comfortable, safe, and completely thorough, well-documented process. Because we've had people who are affiliates and uh, partners for Spider that have referred people over, and they've told me all sorts of crazy things. Um, and some of them were that you know other clients that they had put through the other businesses that the clients never received any sort of documentation of any sort 
the only thing they got was an email that said, your claim is, you know, $500,000. And they knew nothing about the detailed breakdown of the quarters, why they got that money, how the calculations got there, what was factored in, um, meaning like what will happen if, and and for claims that are above $250,000, the government typically sends a request for information form. Because just like when you put in your taxes, like what are your deductions for taxes? All you do is put a number in there. Now, of course, you spend hours or months preparing all your itemized stuff with the bookkeeper and your accountant or whatever it is. But in the end, on that tax form, you just put a number. So that's kind of like what this ERC application is. So at some point, that num- that one number you're putting there, plus one line, the government is going to say, well, you have anything else to tell me? You're asking me to give you a million bucks. Do you want to like maybe say a couple sentences about that? <laughs> and the truth is, is that all you need is the full documentation that we provide, the research. Pretty much what it is, is what we give is a full dossier that is a write-up of all the numbers, all the laws and how the laws apply, all the things that affected you and impacted you. It's like a full write-up report of exactly why you're getting this money, the breakdown of the quarters, the reasons you're getting the money, and why they're important relative to the rules. Also, here's one of the other things is that sometimes when people come to us, we say, all right, we're, you know, you're getting 150,000 or we tell people we're giving them a half a million dollars. And then they're like, wait, half a million dollars. Wait a second. I, how do I even know what's happening? And so we're like, yeah, no problem. Let, you know, who do you want us to talk to? Do you want us to talk to your accountant? Do you want us to go over this with you in great detail? Yeah, absolutely. They do. And so we don't, once we get this number, I mean, we talk to our clients and we let them know this is why they're getting it. And, you know, this is the implication of getting it. Um, This is what might happen in the future, or you want to make sure you hold these documents and make sure you keep this. Just all questions. We're ready to answer them. At the end of the day, people don't even need to file the ERC when they work with us. There's no pressure. They just, we just are there to present the information to them about what they can get up to them, whether they want to take the money or not. Yeah. I mean, does everybody take the money? Yeah. 99% of people are like, yeah, I want this, but everybody wants peace of mind because of the documentation that we're giving. If you ever, there's any sort of questioning or anything like that, all you need to do is hand it over. You know, Ksenia, if I could jump in on, on the why, you know, why spider instead of another company or why spider instead of your accountant for me and and from the perspective I come from, what I see is often that um, premium white glove platinum care experience is only available to those in a certain bracket. And as we saw with the ER, you know, as we talked about earlier with the ERC, what what I saw personally in working with other cl- my my other clients is that if they didn't reach a certain number, they weren't serviced at all. And even if a company said, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Those who the single moms, you know, all of, 
all of those that we've talked about, they got nothing, no documentation, no care, no return phone calls, um, literally nothing, as well as their claim was put on the bottom of the pile. And it was like the companies would get to it if they didn't have anything else to process before them. And so for me with Spider, it was like, we're in this because most of the country that really needs this money has no idea to a- how to access it. The rules are intentionally complicated. So that already eliminates so many. And those that would have the courage or get spammed with these predator companies and, and leap were being treated horribly. And, and also there's no qualifications. These companies are not having to meet any kind of qualifications to do this. And Spider, we have Ivy League counsel, not contracted as part of our team, as part of our makeup. So everything is at the highest excellence. And also what I saw with the accountants, even, you know, in speaking and working with them directly for other projects, this is something they were not trained on. They were not, no one was trained on ERC. It's a brand new program. So often for accountants, it's way too too complicated, way too much risk, way too much liability for them to try to process something that they would have to put considerable hours in to mastering. So, so many accountants either won't do it or they grossly underqualify their people. And, and all of these things really result in, again, the, the, the people in the wellness industry, the single moms, all the people that I really want to see get their money as well as the big companies. They're just not being serviced. Yeah. I want everybody to get their money like real bad. And, and everything you said is, is true about how, well, uh, about the accountants. So let me just start by saying that I love accountants and CPAs and all the people who do the bookkeeping and tax, because those are the people without those people, I actually would never have done Spider in the first place. Cause those people, um, help me understand all this stuff and through all the different businesses that I run, but I, they know that they're experts in certain areas. And ERC is something that you've got to do it full time to know everything. It's not something that you just like casually dip your toe into. And, you know, sometimes people are saying they call up and they ask the first question is like, um, why don't I just do this myself? Or can I have my accountant do this? And I always say, you know, I'm definitely not going to insult your intelligence and say that you couldn't do this yourself, but I can definitely say that it's going to take you a ton of time. And then if you're like anybody else that has tried this, the smartest, smart people come back to us and say, you know, I'm pretty sure after this that I could get some money, but I don't quite know. And that's usually where accountants land too, or when people try to do it themselves, the thing is, is like, this isn't one of those situations where like you can be 95% sure about it because the worst thing that can happen is that 
you get too much money. And the second worst thing that can happen is you don't get enough money. And so someone once said like, well, you know, I could have gotten this company to even do it for me for free or something like that. Remember they were saying, oh, my accountant was going to do it for me for free. And I'm like, yes, but if your accountant does it for you for free and you get $50,000 back, then you will have $50,000. But if we do it for you and we actually dig in and look at all the rules, you might get $150,000. So even if you're paying us half of that, which by the way, it's not even anything like that, you're still coming out on top by $25,000. So really, and now you're going to have a complete filing dossier, if you will, all the different details about this, like there's untouchable documentation on what's going on here. Your account is not going to be able to do that without, you know, bending over backwards for themselves. And that's why they want, they don't want to do it because it's just not worth it to them. And this is the fun part that I've noticed whenever I've been part of those conversations you've had with clients is it's like putting together pieces of the puzzle and the rules and the laws are different for every state and for every type of size of business and the salaries you had. There's all these different things that you can consider. And for you, it's like truly this escape room (laughs) quest type of experience where you take in the information and only takes a few questions. And then maybe there's a few more detailed questions to dig in further in certain channels. And then you just lay it back out and say, okay, I'm hearing this and this and this, and I think you can qualify by this and this and this. And we're going to run it by our lawyer. We're going to run it by our own accountant on our team. And so there's multiple sets of eyes digging for you. So you don't have to do that. I think that's, uh, that's really cool. And, you know, something that you didn't mention yet is that there's a lot of accountants and accounting firms that are now unofficial, official partners to Spider and just referring clients to you because they don't have the time or the willingness to invest into learning about this short-term opportunity. They so want they, to serve their people. They want to serve their people. They trust you. And so they send everybody to you. And that's been working really beautifully. Yeah. I love that you said that. This is actually, you know, every every week or every, I don't know, every certain period of time, there's something that I discover that I didn't know what was happening that makes me very happy. And I got an email a couple of weeks ago from someone that said, Oh, my uh, accounting tax prep company told me that I should use you for the ERC. I'm like, oh, really? Like, who are they? And then they said the name of this accounting firm. I said to myself, I've never heard of them before. Like, oh, yeah. They they spoke to a couple of your clients, and the client said you guys were amazing, and they're sending everybody to you. And I had no idea. I never even talked to these people. I had no idea they were sending it, but nothing could have made me happier. And then I immediately called them up and said, thank you so much. It means a ton that you, your people had a great experience. And um, that was awesome. I still think about it all the time. I mean, there's other accounting firms that we work with, but that one seemed to be really special to me because I never even talked to them. There's another layer to this, you know, as we're diving into what's fun about it, that I'm seeing is that 
you know, with my clients, it's rare that someone doesn't have some sort of issue around money, some kind of fear, some kind of contraction, guilt that they have too much, guilt that they don't have enough, shame, whatever it is, or just fear at looking at their numbers or obsessively looking at their numbers and running their whole life based on those numbers. But areas that need attention regarding money are are prolific. And the one thing that has been so fun with Spider is that a little bit of hope perks up. People act on that hope. That brings more hope into their life, actually, because the result is they they work with Spider. They're cared for from the beginning to end, whether they qualify or not. Every question and and that produces more hope. Yes. Because the experience rewires the brain, rewires the nervous system that hope is safe. Another thing that happens is when people are starting to dig into this, they're finally having an experience with their numbers that's fun, that's not scary. And they start to look at other areas that they weren't looking at. And they start to pull their team into looking at other areas that they weren't addressing, especially as founders. A lot of times they're so busy being founders that they can't or or are afraid or whatever family lineage stuff that they don't dig into numbers. It's they want to do the thing that that they're brilliant at, that they're passionate about. And this area doesn't get the attention but I've seen it multiple times. People start to have fun with the numbers and relax in their body, relax in their nervous system. That's why that documentation packet is so important. That's why as many phone calls as it takes to go through every detail. So the fear is gone and the confidence is rising and the excitement is rising. It's, it's profound for people's lives and for people's business out far outside of whether they get a credit or not. Mm. I love that you mentioned the nervous system and continuing this topic of releasing fear. What I am present to as we talk about the fun and the weaving and how that network, that web is expanding, some of it through through our conscious effort and some of it through just those ripple ripples that are naturally happening as a result of what everybody involved in spider is doing. And what I'm really, really tuned into is some of the clients that you have filed for have already received their checks in the mail. And I'm present to the energy that's there when they go to cash it. And it's like, Whoa, this whole thing was real. This is magical. This is amazing. And because it takes up to six months or so to receive that check after your claim is filed, there's so many businesses that have filed and are in the space of the unknown and, and the surrender. I mean, for us, it's known because there's no way it's not going to get approved. But for them, I'm imagining it is this space of surrender. Okay, let's go focus back on business and what we're meant to be doing and giving our energy to. And then one day in the mail, that check just arrives. And what are they going to do with it? What kind of ripples are they going to create with it? What kind of things will they create 
with this money that comes and that's what I'm just so excited to see. And some of it we will potentially see and hear, and some of it we'll never know. And that's also the fun part. Yeah. I love that we're bringing fun to this conversation because there's no way I could do anything around this if it weren't fun. What's cool about when you look at finances and you haven't looked at them before, I know this from experiences that there's such a sense of peace that you've done it no matter whether you get the answer that you wanted or not. And the thing about ERC is, you know, we might look through some stuff that already happened, but there is no, nothing but positive that could happen because you either get a credit and that's found money, that money that you weren't going to get anyway, or you know for a fact that you don't qualify for this, you know, really good at once in a lifetime type opportunity. But now you could put it to rest and be like, yeah, I tried to get this thing and it wasn't for my business, but now I'm so clear and I'm ready to move on. And maybe if a buddy of mine or a family member of mine can get it. So I just love it. And actually my, the coolest thing happened recently, my cousin who has a small business, he sent me a text and he said, Eric, I heard you are, you do ERC from my dad, uh, from my uncle. And I was like, yeah, man. He's like, do you think my business could get it? We probably don't. But, you know, you're know, my cousin. I trust you and I want to, you know, tell me. And we looked into the thing for him. And, dude, it got fifty over $50,000. And it was awesome. He's like, oh, my God. Now we could do this project in the business that we couldn't do before we could do these things. And it was just, he was so happy. He's like, I love you. You're the best cousin ever. (laughs) And it was like, you know, one of my other cousins, he's a doctor. And whenever I like hurt my ankle or something like that, he helps me so much and I really love him, but you know, I never got (laughs) $50,000. The joy of getting this money is so insane. That's the part that I'm like addicted to almost. I'm, I love it. I love that detective work. And the thing is like, you know, in Law and Order at the end of the episode, like, you know, like what's going to happen. Like, I know in the end people are going to get some of the money. It's like I, the script is kind of already pre-written in people's favor. And if I were to like write an episode of how usual ERC conversation goes, someone's like, oh, Eric, I heard about this. You know, my accountant said I didn't qualify. I didn't lose money, but, you know, I'm just talking to you anyway. And I got a New York accent because this is law and order, okay? And And so they come to me and I say, okay, well, I'm really glad you reached out anyway. So tell me a little bit about your business from this time and now how many employees did you have and what, you know, where's your business located? And they did just tell me this information. And then I, I'm like, there's no way that your business doesn't qualify. I don't say like you hundred percent qualify and you get X or Y amount of dollars. Cause we can't do that unless we see the, the payroll records that the money that was paid to each employee, but it's mind boggling mind-boggling people that have really smart accountants that are really good they just they don't want to get involved somehow or they like michelle said the risk seems to be high it's a perceived risk because they don't know the risk isn't anything about the actual credit the risk is that they give their clients information that isn't right which i respect so much 
anyway, at the end of the Law and Order episode, just see somebody that's like, yes, I got this, which is not usually what happens because usually there's a terrible crime that was committed. <laughs> anyway, that's it as far as the criminal stuff. Ksenia, I want to go back to something you said with the ripples and the connections that are happening. You know, this is why it's called spider. The excitement, the hope, the the receiving of the money, all of those things are rippling out. But what's also happening is like in our area of wellness and business, people are finding each other. People are thinking of each other. People are sharing this joy. People are sharing these connections. You know, people are becoming affiliates that you would never they, they would have never imagined, nor anyone else would have ever imagined them actually referring people. But it's so much more than just the tax credit. You know, why Spider will be here is because it's about connecting community. It's connecting the cousins, the brother, the uncle, whatever. That's an already, that's, that's a web that's already created. But Spider is connecting all of these businesses who went through this experience called COVID, paid their employees, and and did everything they could to stay in business. And they have some similar experiences, some similar trauma sometimes, but they're finding each other. And now they're supporting each other in so many other ways far outside ERC. This is a web. This is a network that's being built here. And it's a it's really a network that's saying there's no reason to be outside of all of these things that the government creates. Like one person on their own, you know, a couple employees probably could never access it. But now the network is in place. And so all kinds of information is already being shared between them to make things like this accessible, to to have wealth redistributed to everyone who's doing their part. You know, we've mentioned affiliates a few times. Is that something that we want to get into and share for people who are listening and don't have their own business that could qualify, but are excited about telling somebody else who might? I think this is where you, you get into why you became an affiliate, why you are, or why you're sharing with people you love, you know, regarding being an affiliate. I think this is best from you, actually. Hmm. I kind of don't know, don't want businesses I reached out to to know that I'm making money on it. Okay, well then don't say you're an affiliate, but you can share why you have brought this to people is even if they don't qualify, all of us know people who have businesses and, and all of us know the, the intimate stories of those businesses and what they've been through. So, you know, the affiliate program was really a way for those who have a business and qualify or don't have a business 
to to connect and help everyone they love. Mm. I gotta say something. I'm hope I'm not interrupting. Um, of course, I know I'm interrupting. Um, I, when you said, Ksush, um, I kind of don't want people to know that I might make money. Mm-hmm. I think that was so beautiful because somehow if you help someone make hundreds of thousands of dollars and you get some of it, then you've done something wrong. What do well, you think? I'm actually happy you called it out because recently our neighbor told us about this uh, HVAC company that we ended up using to install an AC unit in our garage. And we had a fantastic experience in contrast to the other company we were talking to. And now every time we see the neighbor, we were just, thank you so much. You really, really helped us out. And now we can build the workshop and all the tables in it and all the other things and all the <laughs> shelving that you've been building since the AC is there. And in one of our conversations, as we were walking by him with our doggy, he said that he got a check from them for referring us. And I was like, that's awesome. That's great. Go you, you know, go everybody. Everybody benefits from this. And then he looks at us and he says, oh, I'm joking. And in that moment, the vibe I picked up on was so many people still feel like there's something wrong with referring and being compensated for that. And I guess the reason why that really stood out to me is because I have some of that in me too. Yes. Well, I was going to call it out, but not. it, it feels like the podcast yeah. is gonna is getting long. So I feel like that could even be a follow-up of like your process. I'm called very deeply to say something about this right now which is that in every, there's a business transaction and it's the person who's getting ERC has massive benefit and it costs them nothing upfront to get this done at all. So there's really like literally no risk. The entire risk is on spider. So that massive benefit and spider gets benefit because it gets paid for this too. So it's like everybody is very happy in this process. The thing is businesses can't function without, sales, clients, people who bring other businesses into the stratosphere or into the web, if you will. And so either the person who the client pays the money or the person or the business who is receiving the client pays the money. And it should definitely be the person who is receiving the business. So for me, I mean, one of the things I love about Spider is I want to pay people so badly. A huge part of the business is paying the people who make Spider a thing, which is people who refer, people who are affiliates, people who are what we call partners with Spider. I mean, those are the people that have made Spider be a thing. So the, the reason why I think people go to this place where they're saying, oh, I don't want to make money off of this or is because the truth is if you're referring someone because you get money, then that's not the right place. If you're referring someone because you love something, it's a natural expression, an extension of something, then do it. Whether you get paid or not, do you not want to have someone get paid $100,000 or whatever it may be that they might get? So yeah, will will you get money? Yeah, if if you want it, 
you don't have to take the money, <laughs> right? But like, um, I want you to have it if you refer someone to us. And I'm sure that that person who you referred is going to be very happy. And if you could get some of that money that they paid Spider, they wouldn't be disappointed. It's no more extra money out of their pocket. The yeah. fee is the same. And I can see how it's more joyful for you to pay somebody like me versus Google Ads. You know, some nameless, uh, soulless entity. You know, from a logical standpoint and from what you're saying, I totally get how that makes sense. And I'm curious, Michelle, if there's anything else you see on this energetically on why I'm hesitant to share about me being an affiliate for Spider. Well, it goes back to what we were talking about with issues around money. So whether you come from a culture or a family lineage that is telling you the most important thing is to make money or that it's not godly, it's not you're not spiritual, you're not you know, it's like money's over here, but if you're making money from being in alignment, you know, sharing a conversation with someone about something that you deeply believe in that you think can help them, that if you make money on it, then it's not in alignment, it's not spiritual. This comes back to us shrinking and and, and pretending that spiritual and money don't belong in the same conversation. Money is neutral. We can use it for creation or we can use it for destruction. So often we will shrink. There'll be shame or embarrassment or we'll think that people are going to judge us or think, think less of us or not trust what we're saying or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, it's false humility hmm. because if you're saying no to receiving from something that you know is full in, in full alignment with God, Spider was created to reach all of those who are, are vulnerable to predatory companies or don't even have access to something they should have access to. So if you're a part of something that you know from start to finish the why of it is in service to all. And you're saying no, no, no to the money. You're now saying that there is a time it's appropriate that only some people deserve it and some people don't. Mm. If it's an alignment, if the why is for the highest and best good, if the why, that's what I love when they get that check, it's for something they did without knowing they were going to get a check. To me, that's when you see somebody's true character. We see the shows about that where someone drops a $20 bill and they're filming it and the people who pick it up and, and, and chase after the person to return it. When you're not being filmed, when you're not being watched, when you don't have a guaranteed outcome and you're doing the right thing and a check comes because of that, that's the most important time to say yes to that check. We want to energetically continue inviting the world that being in alignment 
with your truth, with source in the highest and best good, and that's where your actions are coming from, that that pays, that you are supported. I have a feeling that this area that I was hesitant to go into will end up being the one that actually helps the most people listening to this. And what I'm seeing for myself is that coming back to the why and the being grounded in your truth, something we were talking about right before we started recording, how when you're fully, fully seated in your truth, you're grounded and you take action from that. That is a, that is a beautiful and clean invitation. And when I turned into, when I reached out to companies and told them about ERC, it was from that place. I haven't reached out to a single person or company that I didn't hear a yes on intuitively. And so I totally feel like these are some, just some old patterning surfacing wanting to be transmuted. Yeah, let's stop trying, let's stop pretending to be a good person or trying to be a good person or convincing others we're a good person (laughs) and just do it and allow the support that comes with that alignment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When, When you said people who don't have access to this, Michelle, it made me think like, oh, are we talking about people who like don't have access to healthcare or don't have access to things because they're not super wealthy or something? It's not that. What it is is it's you don't have access to something when you're not interconnected into this network. And nothing reminds me of that more than when we first moved to the mountains and the cabin. We our everyday life seems so hard for us. We didn't know where to buy the stuff like salt for when the snow came. We didn't know like how who could help us get a new driveway or cut the trees down. We just didn't know. I mean, we know we that didn't even know we needed. We didn't driveway. even know we needed it exactly. It's like, hey, we can't drive up here. So, like, what do we need? What kind of driveway do we need? Do you know all of these things? We just didn't know anybody. And but at the same time, I sat there frustrated. I was like, "There's no way everybody's dealing with this problem." <laughs> but the thing is, people they they have access to knowing. So once we got into the community, we got a chance to know. And then, literally, at three years in, was the first time I believe that we actually were, knew all the restaurants that we wanted to go to because we literally didn't have access to. We had to keep on asking people. Essentially, like if somebody would have given us a list of all of the things that we learned in three years when we first moved in, oh my God, I would have taken and treated each one of those people to the service that they told us about so happily. And um, so I just want to say access is really just like, do you know someone who does this? And did you even know this was a thing? And businesses that we've gotten over a million dollars didn't even know this was a thing. So this is what gives, give people access to this. Maybe that's the reason why you're even listening to this or you're hearing this. And if it's not this, it's something else. Cause everything we're talking about today applies to some area of your life, some area where you're shrinking, some area where you've lost hope, some area that you're avoiding. And with you, Kasani, that what, you know, you had to watch for a while. 
You had to fill. You don't do anything unless you're 100% hearing and feeling a yes. And when you joined in with us on Spider, it was so fun for me because you were you did have to clear out some things that were in your own mind and heart about this and it's taxes and you know all these things you know that everybody has ideas about but the other thing specifically that i have loved watching with you you said you only reach out to who you're hearing a yes but part of your yes when you're hearing that when you're tuning into that it's not about do they qualify or not qualify it's also is this an organization that you want to help get money? What are they going to do with that money? Yeah. It's what do I want to see more of in the world? Exactly. So I love having you as a part of Spider and you really creating the nonprofit wellness aspect of this because you are specifically being directed by source and your guides and God to those that will take this money and do even more for the community with it. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And for saying that the few businesses that have learned about ERC through whatever I've posted online and shared with people, for me, it's been just such a joy to see it go from, uh, you know, we've looked into it, we don't qualify, to are you open to having a five-minute conversation? Yes. To qualifying for tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then me also getting some money from that. But the process itself and all of the growth and all the uncomfortable places that I've gone to in the process to me is even more valuable than in the end, the money. Well, you're still working on it. Cause yeah. even when you said <laughs> yeah. me getting money, when you said the word money, your vibration dropped a little. So you're still uncomfortable with it, but that's the beauty of it. You don't wait till you're perfectly. That's the thing with spiritual work. Everybody is like trying to be perfect. There's no perfect. I'll cut to the chase. There's no magic destination you land on that you're always knowing and you're always peaceful. But what's beautiful is you are still working through a little tiny thread of discomfort there and you're being vulnerable and you're speaking about it and you're inviting those people. You know, when you said, are you, are you open to a five minute conversation when they've already said, Oh, we don't qualify or our accountant said, no, or whatever it is, are you open to the conversation, a five-minute conversation? Anyone who's in a hard no is still contracted because they have nothing to lose. And so you even speaking about this while you're working through the last little inner pieces inside yourself about receiving money for helping people allows someone through your invitation to to go from a no to a yes. So they may have said no many times, but the soul knows the truth. So when you're bringing the invitation and they feel how different 
that invitation is, or they've already experienced you in your work in so many other ways, and they know your integrity, that can be the key that switches that no to a yes, and it's so much more important than their ERC qualification. That switching over to the yes, which is uh, gives them the opportunity to switch over to a yes in many places in their life. Mm, I love tuning into that. I thought that was so sweet of you that you said that, you know, you still weren't comfortable with it. That's why people love your podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Feels like an expose that is very um, needed and uh, cathartic, actually. It's like those final bits of aspects of me I've been hiding in the closet from my public persona. They're coming out, and that's my truth. Michelle's quiet because she's seeing a lot more other aspects that haven't come out yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm quiet because I'm hungry. (laughs) Um, I feel like this is pretty, pretty well wrapped because it's that healing process that is spider. You know, mm. that process of like, of reorganizing, reshifting, and then of mm. course, redistributing the wealth is like, yeah, who gets paid in a business is people that bring value. And if somebody brings a new customer to Spider, that's worth a lot to Spider. Well, it's also like redistributing the wealth is a tricky one for me, because we're not talking about taking from the rich and giving to the poor. We're talking about giving people their money back giving access back or giving it to everyone you know we're not even talking about taking from someone else to to give it's it's like already money they paid in it's coming back that's totally right because remember you can only get money if you gave money exactly yeah, if you didn't pay employees, then there's no money available to you. That's why it's called the employee retention tax credit, not the you opened up a business. Here's some money, maybe credit. <laughs> well, and it's it's honoring and recognizing the fact that this is more than you paid an employee. You know, when someone retains their job and their purpose and they're paid for it, and they're continuing to stay sovereign with their income in their life, the benefit that's being provided is huge for all of America. Yeah. Something that we have briefly mentioned is so far Spider has been this invitation to anyone who becomes part of it, whether it's as a client or as an employee, an advisor, it's this invitation to expand. And I feel like we just got to, I just got to experience that for myself publicly here on the recording. And I feel like this is like a heads up slash a disclaimer slash a very exciting invitation (laughs) is that for anyone who feels called to work with spider in any capacity that 
it's going to entail taking that leap. It's not just a money opportunity, a networking opportunity. Um, it's truly a soul growth, soul expansion opportunity. And that's what is true for me. And um, I know that anybody who hears a yes will be resourced with the courage to reach out in whatever way that is, whether that's to me on Instagram or to spiderrc.com through the website or to you, Michelle. I know that these seeds that we all planted together, they're going to continue rippling for a long time within ARC and way, way, way beyond ARC and maybe even this lifetime. So thank you for being, thank you to the two of you, Michelle and Eric, for being in this playful, exploratory space with me. And thank you for everybody listening, for taking the time and being present with us and opening your heart and receiving and made this serve you and resource you to be even more you and be even more in your purpose in whatever it is that you do. Well, thank you for the invitation and yeah, it's been so fun to play and journey on this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. I think you're done. You know, Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. Mm. Oi. Wow, what a journey this conversation was. I honestly didn't know we would be called to publish the whole thing. There were so many conversations we were having behind the scenes that all made it into this recording because I knew that they were meant to be witnessed and heard and there's something that they're meant to activate in those called to listen. So thank you for spending this time with us, spending your energy with us. And I know that if you're called into action, you will take that action. And if that action is being more courageous and loving in how you show up in your own business, that is perfect. That is an answered prayer in itself. And that's the beauty of spider. It's this activation way beyond the linear understanding of what it does as a business. So thank you for your trust. Have a magical day.